Good morning and welcome to Monday morning, January the 8th in 2024 on When I Arise. Today we begin year B and this Sunday is called the Baptism of the Lord Sunday. This is the first Sunday in Epiphany and uh, on the Monday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the Old Testament passage which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. And so we find ourselves not in a narrative, but in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 42 verses 1 through 9. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection. And we'll spend our time praying along with the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Isaiah 42, verses 1 through 9. Look, my servant, I have stayed him up, my chosen one. I have greatly favored. I have set my spirit on him. He shall bring forth justice to the nations. He shall not cry out, nor raise his voice, nor let his voice be heard abroad. A shattered reed he shall not break, nor a guttering wick put out. In truth he shall bring forth justice. He shall not gutter, nor shall he be smashed, till he sets out justice on earth, and the coastlands yearn for his teaching. Thus says God, the Lord, creator of the heavens, he stretches them out, lays down the earth and its offspring, gives breath to people upon it, and life breath to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and held out your hand and preserved you and made you a covenant of, for the peoples and a light for the nations to open blind eyes, to bring out the captive from prison, those sitting in darkness from dungeons. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I will not give to another nor my acclaim to the idols. The first things look, they have happened and new things I do tell. Before they spring forth, I will inform you. This is the word of God for us. All right, welcome to the season of Epiphany or the, the weeks after Epiphany. This is after the 12 days of Christmas. This is a, a short period. We're getting into the church year here. And so we start a new week. It's fresh. We still are in the prophets. And then we'll get to some Old Testament narrative here in the days to come. But uh, Isaiah 42 is an important passage. It's one of the servant songs that we find in the larger uh, Isaianic book. And uh, there's some good themes here. And when I think about this passage in particular, I think about the late, great Dr. Henry Letterly, um, one of my favorite professors and a person who invested in my life quite a bit. He did his Ph.D. in pneumatology, which is the study of the Holy Spirit, or for those in the King James, the Holy Ghost. And um, what he loved was going from place to place. There was a season during his research where he went all over the place to the different charismatic communities. And one of his favorite things was taking a passage like this, where there's some things that the Spirit is going to do. And um, he would say, well, tell me how you read this passage. And what was so amazing, and he put this up side by side a couple times in his work, where he would go to a certain place. And when you get a list like this, sometimes a community would see things literally and sometimes they would see things say, see things figuratively. So for instance, he'd go to a charismatic community that wanted to emphasize signs and wonders. And so they would talk about the literally opening up of the blind eyes. Uh, but then when it talked about release from the prisoners, they would use it in a spiritual sense, right? So this is not us doing work in the prisons necessarily or looking at um, you know some reform 
in the criminal justice part of a community, but this is like the spiritual stuff because we're all in spiritual bondage, right? They'd spiritualize that part. Then you go to another place, uh, particularly a place in South Africa that was stealing, still dealing with the, the pain of apartheid. And the opening up blind eyes was different. That was the more spiritual thing. You know, people were blinded by an ideology that, uh, you know, prevented them from seeing all people as equal in God's eyes. But then they would look and, you know, see that even though there's the, the figurative blind eyes, there was the literal justice in the earth, the, the literal opening up of prison doors, people who were political dissidents because they spoke out to the power um, trying to see reform happen in their communities. And so he just was enamored by it. It was, it was interesting. And I think this highlights an idea that I've heard along the way too, how in every religious setting, there is a spirit of something and there's a form of something, right? So uh, the spirit of something is an ideology. It's an idea. And then the form is something that takes like literal practical shape in the community around them. So going back to the two examples from Dr. Letterly, in one community, the spirit was tangibly felt when there were healings, signs, and wonders, right? That was the form the spirit's work would take. And so in any given community, you'll find that there is a spirit of something and there's a a form of something. Um, For instance, for those who love college football, there's a reason when you go to a game at your at your uh, college's uh, you know stadium where you can have all this camaraderie with people who you didn't literally go to class with, like they're older than you or they're younger than you, because there's a spirit that you share together of being in that community for four years, maybe five years of your life. And so the form was different during your time, but the spirit was the same. And I think this is why there's just such great work happening in the academic realm of pneumatology because what we're sensing is God is up to new things, but, uh, and that's like the spiritual ideal of it. Like God is always redeeming. He's always restoring, restoring and saving. And that takes uh, different forms and shapes um, in different communities. Um, and so I just, I think it's a wonderful thing. Um, I think that God is up to some stuff now, uh, within our, uh, particular, uh, you know, communities that we're in. And I think uh, the one that we're seeing now and one that I'm totally excited about is how much, how like leaders are being crafted and grown among us. I mean, it used to be there was like a, a real formal way that leaders were created uh, within church communities. Uh, they would uh, need to go to a divinity school and go through a process of ordination and ordination boards. And I still highly subscribe to those things. I think it's important in a, an American culture, which is still a credential society, uh, to put people through this, the certain forms and institutions, right? Because you begin to learn the story, you find your place, you get to know all the people involved, and you get to work on your spiritual work together. But something that I'm seeing in, even in my own local church, uh, Kyle Goings, who's the next-gen pastor of our church, um, what's so neat is that not only is he doing leadership creation stuff within our own church at Ridgepoint, but he's like flying out tomorrow and going uh, to meet with some denominational leaders and talking about the crisis of the shortage of leaders for our churches in the next generation. And so he's, he's able to give them some new ideas. So what is the spirit? The spirit is raising up new leaders, but the form might look a little bit different down the road. And we certainly see this as a confrontation in Isaiah 42. I mean, Israel claimed that they were the unique people of God. And so imagine how stunned they would be when they hear in God's voice here that there's going to be a representation, there's going to be a bearing witness to the distant nations, to the Gentiles, to new groups of people. So 
The same spirit that called Israel from their obscurity to be the covenant people of God, this is going to take a new form in the days to come um, during Isaiah's time. And they're going to be, begin to see in a mystery how all peoples are going to be included in the covenant community. So all I'll say is, brother and sister in Christ, like if we uh, enjoy the Christian life long enough, we're going to see some of the forms that we cherish get renegotiated into some different forms because it's the same spirit doing the global work of God. But generation after generation, age after age, there's new forms. And it might um, be a little bit anxiety-driven for us because you know sometimes change is really difficult to grapple with. But if we can trust our God, the God that's described here in Isaiah 42, we can welcome these changes knowing that even though it might look different in form, it still is the same because the Spirit is at work in our lives like He's been the whole time. So with these things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for the new things that you're doing. We thank you for the promise in this passage that to the old things have passed, but new things are going to transpire. God, we confess to you at times when something new begins to take shape. Uh, at first, we're worried. We're anxious because we've never experienced it before. We're not ready. Uh, it's different. Uh, we're not used to it. And so we thank you that we have a chance when new things arrive on the horizon that we can be people of faith, that we don't have to be people of fear. And so God, as the church changes in the season ahead, um, I pray that uh, we would not be those who resist the change that you're trying to bring, but we trust the Spirit. Um, Holy Spirit, we invite your presence among us. Um, we're not content with what we've experienced so far. We want more. We're hungry for more. And so as we open up our hearts and minds, we, we just simply pray that you'd allow Jesus' kingdom come and will to be done. Um, so help us to welcome the new changes. Help us to be early adopters and those who are eager to bring people on board so that we can see lives changed and redeemed and ultimately God be praised for it. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.